Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined with Ranger to my left. I got Vance on the phone, along with Todd. And this show is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. We're going to be at Chicago. And at Chicago, I'm going to have a good selection of the baits that I'm going to have. Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to have, to be honest with you. Um but we're going to have a little bit of at least the six-inch raptors, the eights, the soft tails, the ten-inchers, the three sizes. Now, I don't have a ton of the ten-inch swim baits, but I got some. So the six, the eights, the tens of the swim baits, the eight-inch glide baits. We're going to have a whole truckload of rod holders. So probably I'm going to drop a little thing here. In the next few weeks, I might offer a little bit of a sale on rod holders and now this sale is going to be very specific for the people attending the Chicago show it's going to be you know some percentage off um, but pick up at the show so we're going to I'll get the details uh, in writing and put up on the Facebook page but that's going to be the thing is like you can buy the rod holders don't have to pay for the shipping and I'll have them there ready for you come by pick them up with your name and then everything will be all good there should you choose to go that route um what that does is i know some people like to go to those shows with a bunch of uh bunch of cash in their pockets and i've had customers come up and say well i really want to go buy this and these well we do take credit card but if you got them already taken care of that still keeps your cash in your pocket to go buy everything else that you need for this year. And I know. Yes. You don't really need That'll it. That would be nice. But you kind of do need it. Yeah. I have a bunch of baits I don't need, but I need them. <laughs> so. Yeah, that'll be nice for us, too. It'll give us a little headway of how many we need to take because we have a pile of them, and uh, it'd be great to get some pre-orders. It, it would be really great because I have no idea... Yeah. Going in there. Like, I got an idea, uh, you know, if you guys go to Columbus, I got an idea mm -hmm. when we go to the Muskie Max. I don't know what I'm going to face in Chicago. Might not sell one. I might yeah. sell out. I don't know. But it, if for any, you know, thing there, yours will be there, and they'll be ready for you. And it's just it's a convenient way that it makes it, you know, it's just nice for everybody. So I'm going to probably do that here in a few weeks. might cool. be early to mid-December when I put that up there. So uh, be on the lookout for that if you're looking to set up a boat. We're also going to have a bunch of track there um, if you're looking to get track for your boat. So we'll have that pretty much, I'm going to say, all the stuff you're really going to need if you need track and rod holders. So Yeah, we'll throw that into that sale too. I mean, if you want some track... Yep. Let us know what size because we can take a little bit of extra. Yeah, and coming from 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 Muddy Creek Tackle, it's the same size. They fit Bert, Cisco, Trax Tech, uh, Cannon. Who else, Andy? I'm missing someone here. Uh, there's there's a cup. There's one or two smaller ones that that we may be forgetting. But yeah, you know, you know that that is one of those things that like it's not an easy thing to transport four and five foot. No pieces of track mm -hmm. and it's you don't want it to get scratched up so it it's just a pain to have to transport it so if, if we kind of have 
some that we, you know we're going to get an idea of what we're going to need and that's yeah i don't want to pull in 400 pounds of aluminum rod holders no. <laughs> just to have it you know come back with 399 pounds yeah so yep. anyways that's kind of what we're thinking on that uh if you're not already liking fat az on facebook you can uh hop on facebook Give it a good old like, and then you're going to see when I post stuff, which isn't very often. Vance posts about as much as me. And whoa. Why is whoa? It's true. I, I, I post. I'm a poster. I know. It's about 50-50. I don't think that was a, a jab at you, was it? <laughs> no, I thought you were saying I need to post more. No, I said you post about as much as me. Oh, yeah, I you Pay don't attention, post Vance. Hey, I post some stuff. I posted hey. the last post, the blemished rod holder sale. That's true. There you go. So we're just not social media inclined too much, I guess. Yeah. No, As I just it's tough for me to toot my own horn. Sure. Even though I just went on like a four-minute thing, five-minute thing on on the shows, but I want to let everyone know because. I guess where we lack in social media, we pick up on here. Yeah, because yeah, because I'm really just talking to you two, and if someone wants to listen to me yammer, they can yeah. they, they can just peer in from the plus, outside. Plus, we're going on a trip that's going to cost us a ton of money. We're going to be putting a uh, thousand miles on the vehicle, and yes, probably at least eighteen hours in the car. Round trip. Yeah, 18 hours in the car. and Yeah, so it'd be great. We need your help. Please support us. Yes, make it. <laughs> I mean, because the, the last yeah, time we went to up. Chicago, it yeah. wasn't, I mean, there were good things that came from it, yes. Yes. But it was, it was more of a backhand benefit stuff. But mm-hmm. overall, so many people didn't even look our way. <laughs> yeah, we could come back with a GoFundMe page. Yes. <laughs> New tires on the truck. We'll see. <laughs> Please help us. We want to come back. No. That's essentially what good. those Facebook posts mean. Please yeah. help. Please, <laughs> Please help. help me. Look Please. at me. I need attention. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, we're also deal. on Instagram. I'm sure Vance will probably make the same post because I noticed that and I, I, I like it. I'll make, on on the occasion I do make a post, sometimes Vance will like then translate it into Instagram. I don't know if it's easy to do or not, but he does it. So Extremely hard. You should appreciate that. Okay. It's I'm going to take your word on it. I don't think it's all that hard, but, <laughs> but I'll, I'll give you that one. So... Yeah, so check that out there. Uh, we also have the uh, website, which is in bad need of updating. I know I've been saying for years now that I'm going to update it. One of these yeah. days I will. So fatazmuskie.com, Facebook, Instagram, and booth 618. All right. You can, you can also get those Fat AZs at Team Rhino oh. and MTO. Muskie Tackle Online. That's right. You can get yes. the debates at Team Rhino Outdoors and Muskie Tackle Online. Muskie Tackle Online has a lot of the standard colors, 
that you're going to probably see at our booth. Team Rhino is going to have his exclusives. And they're different, but they're the same different paint patterns, but same bait. So with that, I'm going to let someone else talk for a bit. Let's go with Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Give us a uh, call. We, we do our best to get you on fish. We're going to be starting up the last Saturday in May. We're going to run through November, early November next season. Had more interest. In, I've had, I have more stuff written down on little notes this year because my schedule was not made as of yet. But uh, that early season, I, I never know what to expect. But I have a lot of gift certificates going out, Christmas gifts for people, getting people, uh, you know, gift certificates for half-day chargers, full-day chargers. I've been sending them out all the time. I have about, you know, I have a whole bunch of people emailing me about it. So we'll see. There's a lot of interest in what we're doing. We do our best to get you on some fish. We got some real nice fish last year uh, right there at Chautauqua Lake. Vance and I are both going to be ready to go again, possibly in two new boats. We'll see. That's going to be another podcast. We'll see what happens. But uh, we're looking forward to it. We're just winding down now, but uh, I have to admit I, I will be ready to go. Yeah. Come time for the season. So get a hold of us. We'll do our best. I'm going to go out this, this upcoming week. Yeah, because you got your deer. You lucky dog. Well, yeah. you might have to come down and chase me one. I might, I might have something in the plans here. So I thought he was going to... might make you make a road trip. <laughs> got a That's couple funny. little spots I need someone to push to me. <laughs> I'm in. Okay. I thought I was going to get a couple, you know, friendly pushes as well. But... <laughs> From me? Well, I... <laughs> God. <laughs> These are users. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to understand all this. Just hunting stuff. <laughs> you guys probably have a Rolodex of people. No, it is a. Who's it is tacked a, out this this season? It's a team deal, you know. It's a team deal when it gets into deer season. You know, you hunt those first days, and then if nothing happens, even if the guys the guys are tagged out, that's their duty is to come and help <laughs> the other guys. <laughs> I'm really young in the game, so I don't know how I could be vulnerable. I don't know how I want to tell you where to go, where I want you to walk through, but I got a I, couple uh, pretty easy ones. I learned fast, so yeah, I'm sure I could be able mm-hmm. to uh, walk. Yeah, I had you do one last year, and you pushed those deer right to me, and you guys didn't even know they came through. No, no, they ran. They probably ran like a eight. I saw like eight of them. They ran, acro- they ran across the, the creek, too, where you catch muskies. Yeah, a couple of them jumped in the creek, swam across. A couple of them ran right past me. Some big guys bite marks in their thighs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the push. There's a big buck hanging in that spot, and I know if I have somebody walk through, I'll pull the trigger. I'm going to tell you what, that always scares me. If I know a, if, if, if there's a deer in there that I want, mm-hmm. I sometimes will just want to wait them out than to get someone in there so it doesn't come flying out of there, bounding every 50 yards. Yeah, where, where these deer are, Vance could tell you. I mean, it's like abandoned property type stuff. It's There's it's nowhere like the, to hunt the deer. It's like the 50, like goal line to 50-yard line. Yeah. 
It's a small push. It's a small push. I know it's going to be laying in there. At that point, that's all. All you need to do is wait for the right wind and have someone walk upwind of it, and you could probably get them to just sneak out of there like snakes. Don't even need to step foot in it. I really don't care if they come no, because it's right beside the house. Like they smell people all the time. Maybe, maybe you know. Yeah, one or two steps are going to come out. I'll take my chance if it comes flying out of there. Beautiful. Three shots. Four shots. Maybe three or four shots, but I'll put them down. (laughs) That's my guess. (laughs) Going to use your dad's 7600? No, we might have to go get the canoe to get it out of the creek. But (laughs) if he jumps in the creek, I know I'll get him. We talk about hunting a decent amount, you know, a decent amount this time of year. God, we have probably like eight hours towards hunting and whatnot, and I can I can say it myself, you know. I changed my whole life for musky fishing. No doubt about that. Made a giant move. Tons of investments. Uh, and I really didn't care much about hunting. And I can say that it is very comparable to musky fishing. So if anybody mm-hmm. out there is just so into the musky fishing and, and whatnot uh, and says, you know, this is the time for the big giants and stuff like that, you just spend a little time in the woods. It's it's just as fun. Especially when you have success. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but I mean, that's it's the same thing. Anybody that's musky fishing would would appreciate the the dog days of hunting too. You know. Oh yeah. You know, it's nothing to sit in a stand for a day. You know, it's the same thing as going out there in, in the brutal weather, trolling all day, yeah. trolling all day, or casting all day, and not having success. You know. But you're looking it's, forward to that next day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very comparable. Okay, we we have a tendency to do this. That's Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. We will not take you on guided musky hunt, guided uh, deer hunts. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, give us a call. But you might get Vance to push for you. That's what I'm yeah. hoping. Uh, I might need that. Hate to have him drive that whole way to go walk like 50 yards, but oh my. No, I got a couple other little spots. I'd like to have someone walk through it for me. But yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. All long shots a deer can go anyway, but we'll see. I'll do it. I'm in. All right. St. Croix rods, best on earth. Check them out. All species. Ice fishing's coming up. They got it for that too. They do. Great warranty. I always we think love them. We use them every day when we're fishing. The um, they have some like higher end. I it's been a while since I looked at their ice fishing stuff, but I want to think they have like LT series ice fishing rods. And, and there's they there's, do have some great. They're so cute, and they're like up. they're not that much money. I mean, for mm-hmm. ice fishing rods, they are, but not when you compare them to musky rods. Yeah, and I don't know. I just I look at that stuff and. 
Yeah. We're a little out of loop there because we don't really always get that. I mean, obviously, we can usually, almost every year, you can ice fish here. Some years, you can fish all year. Some years, you can fish a couple weeks. But uh, we are not in the area where ice fishing is a major staple of what people do, like they do in some parts of the country. Right. And yeah. But I can relate. I have fun with it. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, overall, if we had lakes that would give up, like, good walleye, mm-hmm. I would be a little more into it. I mean, obviously Lake Erie, but Lake Erie's very scary, if you ask me. Yeah, you don't really go out there ice fishing that often, I don't think, yeah. You know, a lot of, you know, they, mm-hmm. they do, you know, on the on the western basin. Yeah. But... Yeah, I wouldn't be going out. Not where we're at. No. I mean, they, they they do get some absolute giants on that western basin, but Erie, oh, yeah. Pennsylvania, and Erie, you know, in that, whatever, northwest PA, western New York, it's more perch. It's perch, and you're, you're fishing the protected areas, Presque Isle the bays, Bay. And, yeah. Like the, bays. The, the harbors and stuff where you could pull up a lake trout or a steelhead, but... Yeah, you know th- things like that, but I-, I think that would be fun. But I just don't have I don't have the time in the winter anymore to even want to chase that. Yeah. So, and if you would, yeah. you probably want to grab a Saint Croix for that. Yes. Is there any other place we're going to be? We are going to be at the Musky Max, like the the Mus- Western Pennsylvania Musky Max. The Western Pennsylvania Musky Max, and that's going to be in. Early March there. Dates slip my mind right now, like March 8th, something like that. A little days in 10 11, something. Yeah. We should, we, should, we should probably be on that. But I, I thought it was 10 and 11. Yeah, I have it written down here somewhere, but I can't find it right now because I get too much stuff written down. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, for us, it's a great show. I mean, it's by far the best show that we, we're going to attend. Uh, it's our local area. You, you can really see some of these local guys from Western PA making baits that don't get that are going to be at that show and that show only. We are going to be out traveling a little bit this year, but uh, I mean, the Muskie Max has helped our business immensely over the past few years. I think we're five years into the Muskie Max. Started down at another uh, down in Butler, Pennsylvania. It's moved a couple times, but uh, it, it's been a great show for us. You know, we've picked up lots of lots of charter trips. Get to meet a lot of the people that we fish with. Get to talk to them. A lot of the guys rebook. Uh, I and the potential is there for guys to get trips booked all over the place. I mean, I take people out all the time that told me that they booked numerous trips down there. One of them happened to be with us, and one of them was in, you know, up Lake St. Clair. Yeah, Virginia, Virginia, Lake St. Clair, you know, they booked numerous trips. So the guys coming there are looking for business. So, man, if you're looking to, you know, if you've got a charter business or if you've got a lure business and you're looking for somewhere to get your stuff out there, I don't know, for us, the Muskie Max, those guys come down there to spend money more than the other places that i've been to yeah the, the, no those doubt. people yeah. come to buy yes not yeah. all the shows are that way mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 all business there with with 
people at the lines just wrapped around the corner and because like we've touched on i mean that you have great bait makers you great have a hard quality bait product there coming from from this this part of the musky region uh, you know leo's boshads bakers wiley's just to name a couple ourselves are there and it, it it's it's a great little show uh I love it, you know. I, when we go there and we set up, you know, I, I constantly am like, man, I really want to get set up so I can just walk around and see all this stuff before, yeah, you know, the crowd gets through. I just want to see all the all those baits there. We're, awesome. we're 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 leaving our booth all the time and coming back and like, what's in the bag? Yeah, mm-hmm. none of your business. Yeah, I, had, I had to I had to pick something up then. Yeah, I got some popcorn. Yeah, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> it, it gets, gets tucked tucked in one of the tote bins, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great start, show. Yeah, yeah. It's a good show. All right, so check it out. Yeah, it's coming up March tenth and eleventh. www.muskymax.com. You can get a hold of them there or on Facebook. And check out everything they got going, and they do post a lot on Facebook for mm-hmm. uh, you know promotional stuff. And should have some videos coming up. I took a couple videos this year with some clients. I haven't seen any of them yet. Maybe they're already been posted. I don't look at it a lot, but uh, it, some of those are pretty cool too. We have some spontaneous ones that that, that were really funny. Yeah, so. Good. Good deal. Check them out. Musky Max. It's the All way right. to go. We'll get right into the power rankings from here. Uh, we've been doing them since the turn of the year. Uh, we might be wrapping it up here at the end of the year uh, and starting a new segment, but we'll keep this train rolling. And uh, I am going to come in at number three this week, and it's going to be your last day fishing of the season. Oh, I thought you meant like of your life. <laughs> Hopefully not. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, the last the last day of the season, or your you know whatever it is, if you're the weekend warrior or somebody that does it a lot, uh, you know, um, my last day. I might get out. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get out next week. One last time. We have closed seasons over here uh, in New York where I'm going to be going. Pennsylvania, it's open all year round. Ohio, same thing. Kentucky, there has to be some more. Um, But I'm going to go back to Chautauqua one last time, just me in a boat, uh, and I'm going to fish. And I don't care what happens. It's the last day. I'm really just wanting to run some stabilizer through the through the motor, uh, and tidy up, and just have fun. No pressure. Yeah. Just the last day, going out and enjoying some free time. Uh, just wrapping up. That's one thing we we you and I didn't get to do last year. You know, the last couple of years, you and I sort of made our last day. We went and did that, and it was fun. We ended on a fish a couple years ago. I think it was mm-hmm. two seasons ago. Big one. Plow hooked, yeah. chased it around. It was a great way to end the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that, yeah, that is, that, that's, uh, that's the, and you had a great year the year before that one time. It was oh, the God, last man. day of the season when you. And it was, it was the last hour and a half, really. Yes. You didn't really do that good until the last hour and a half, and then you started banging fish, baby. No. There it is. <laughs> it, it, it happens. Five, five fish in like the last hour of the last day of the season. Mm-hmm. Last day of November. Yeah. Yeah, that that was exciting. That was that a was, wonderful. That was a wonderful mm-hmm. November, though. You know, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, have that right now. Really, I mean, the biggest reason that we sort of wrap it up when we do is because the, you know, there's not that much interest from clients, and you know, I've done it all year. I really don't care how many I catch. It is nice to go do that last trip. I wouldn't mind getting out one more time, but uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's always. Just, I mean, it's super nice. fun to, to fish this time of year. It really is. It is. Uh, yeah. You, you know, I know for us, I mean, the, the like I said, the summers are bread and butter and, and getting mm-hmm. into that early fall. But, you know, just with the, the, the way that our lake lays and whatnot, a wet, weather has a lot to do with it and getting out mm-hmm. there and running these trips. Um, it's just does not. It doesn't last, you know. People aren't mm-hmm. going to last in thirty mile an hour winds, and it generally yeah. is blowing that way. Mm-hmm. And the lake, the the water level rises. Uh, you know, my last charter I did, you know, I was trolling by full trees, uh, you know, and it was yeah. just, the whole lake was blown out, you know. So mud, yeah, yeah, just just crazy stuff like that. But it is, it's fun. The fisher plumper. Uh, they're not as active, but mm-hmm. it is, you, you, you kind of feel like it's, it's old school musky fishing. That's what I, hmm, that's what I look forward to. I'm going to go out with one bait on my rod in, uh, in, in yeah. real and, and just, just go at it for, just enjoy my time out there. It's going to be a mud puppy raptor, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why, why not? not? You know. Yeah. And, uh, That's cool. Nice and, trip. nice and slow fishing. Uh, you know, the raptor. I, of course, that's what it's going to be. You know, and it's it's happened many times. You know, and you just are you slow down with your pauses in this fall, and uh, you know, pop, pop, you, pause. Yeah, you, pop, yeah, and they just. Pause. Those yeah. fish, they just they just appear, and it's yeah. it's wild. But that's what I'm looking forward to, and that last that last trip, and because everything's wrapped up, guide season's over, no pressure there, and you just get to go out and fish last day, enjoy that stuff. I don't really have that last day thing, as you already said. PA doesn't have a closed season, so historically, my last day has been when I can't get the boat down the boat ramp. And I've done that before, where, like, I've brought a shovel. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it in recent years, but there is something we've talked in the you know previous shows. This is it. This is the line. You don't cross it. You're done. And that's that's approaching quick for you, you know, people with closed seasons. Mm-hmm. If it's not already, I mean, 
there's people like I said they're ice fishing already mm-hmm. so mine's always been weather and then if I can't get the boat in the in the water I can always walk it's really hard to stop someone with two feet mm-hmm. do some back yakking yeah yep. And there's a chance there's a chance I might be going out tomorrow, so I might have a fish story. There you go. In the boat. I no, still we... follow the old rules. I still follow like there is a close season here in Pennsylvania. I just in my own mind. <laughs> yeah. I close it down when, when when it comes deer season. Then we'll start her back up. Unless I can get out on the ice. That's just the way that I do it. Yeah. Got so. lots of fishing to do. But it's cool. Last trip. Last trip yeah. in a boat, for sure. I mean, the last trip in a boat is always a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exciting. All right. Who's number two? Todd. Number two, I usually have something really great for... Uh, Related to musky fishing, but I'm going to go with turkey soup. This is my favorite. I, I love doing this. After Thanksgiving, everybody saves me all the turkey carcasses. Bring them home. Chop them up. I made a huge bowl of turkey soup this year. Like I do every year. I know Vance has had it before. He came down here to shoot the gun or something. I can't remember. but mm-hmm. okay. we'll Boil them all down, and the house smells good. My wife came home work today i was home with my daughter she was off school and uh as soon as she came in it was like oh my gosh the house smells so good <laughs> i was just making turkey soup <laughs> we're gonna yes. eat that through deer season that's what gets you through deer season turkey soup turkey sandwiches uh, now when you say you, you boil it all down you you, you take like yeah. what's left of the thanksgiving turkey you throw it in a big you know bowl of boiling water and you just let it fall off Yes, I just put yeah. it in there, and I boil. You take the carcass, I chop it up a little bit, put it in the water, boil it till they start falling apart. You got to sift through. You got to. I strain it. I strain it. Pull the bones and stuff out. And get all the nice little pieces of chunks of meat off there. Uh, chopped up a couple onions, couple quite a few carrots, a bunch of celery. I either do rice or uh, rice or noodles. Uh, my daughter said she wanted turkey noodle soup this year, so we did noodles. And uh, I have a huge pot. I mean, I probably have like five gallons of turkey soup. Now I'm going to freeze it, freeze some of it, save some of it, but nothing better than after a day of hunting, come back and have some nice, fresh, homemade turkey soup. Or even on the boat. When people are still at it, you know, how how nice would that be? You're freezing. Oh yeah, I've always said that it would be nice to have like eat it, have like turkey soup or or venison chili. Oh, mm. can you imagine having chili out there when you're out there fishing? Was packed in when there, freezing cold, packed in. It's like okay, let's have some chili. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. actually do that down here on. Uh, we did it for years down here at one of our tournaments down here at Moraine State Park. Uh, we had a, actually somebody used to guide with us at Muddy Creek. He used to make this chili, and he had a pontoon set up, and 
midway through the tournament, you know, from the from the hours of eleven till one, just slid up right next to the boat and he handed you a big pot of big big bowl of chili. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, everybody in that tournament took the time to go get some chili. <laughs> You know, something something warm on the boat this time. Of oh, year oh yeah, yeah, would be incredible. You know, if you mm-hmm. pack pack it in there in a really nice thermos. Yeah. You know, but I've tried to do that, and everybody knows that feeling when they're fishing, and it's <laughs> just like you kind of get like way cold, and you kind of just don't move. You know, you're just kind of if you're trolling, trolling comes to me you know, a lot when, you know, really late fall troll. Yeah. Reason yeah. out. If you, if you have that warm meal on the boat, I mean, it could bring you right back into wanting to get up and check the down rod or check yeah. the out rod just a couple more yeah. times. And yeah. Real, real in the planter board. Yeah. You know, I guess I never really had turkey soup. I've had some chili and stuff. But numerous times on the boat, I've said, do you know how good it'd be to have a nice big bowl of Frosted Flakes? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's just as messy as soup. (laughs) No, no, because you could put that, like, soup in, like, that thermos cup, you know? Oh, man, when those... When those flakes start breaking down and just turning into mush, oh, you shake it up like chocolate milk and drink the paste. Oh, God. Yeah, you eat eat like you're, uh, like it's just like a college dorm room, you know? That was a joke. I never once thought I wanted frosted flakes. (laughs) I'm sure there's someone out there that makes turkey soup, yeah. People have to make turkey soup. Yeah, especially this time of year. That's probably a tradition, actually. People probably make that turkey soup and go on a, a really chilly troll. You know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it is for me. That's what I. That's why I do it. My grandpa, grandma, they always made turkey soup and you know ham and stuff like that. There's no one in my family does it, so they always save me all the carcass. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it. Do you, do you think that any one of those families was like, you know, some in-law or something was helping them clean up, and they, like, just scraped it off into the garbage? Like, no, Todd wants that, so they reach in and pull it out and put it back on the plate, and they, then they, they give they it to could you? Possi- they could possibly do that, because they boil it like, down. No, save that for Todd. You boil it down. My father-in-law, my father-in-law saves that stuff for me. He's got another turkey. He's called and left me a message. He's like, I got another turkey carcass. That is not being wasteful. That's right. I think that's really cool. So, and it's it's good. It's so good. I could use that next week when I go out. You could. I might give you some of when you come down here and chase me, my dear. That's fun. That's fun stuff. <laughs> Coming in at one, Andy. All right, so you're you're wading through waist deep of crap, and you end up coming out best case scenario. It doesn't happen often. 
if if you know i'd like to think that most people have my kind of luck where you get lucky once in a while but most of the time you're not things just things just don't go right in a situation that happened vance really vance was a half a witness to this um a few days ago i was coming back from uh running you know doing some stuff i was on the phone with vance and vance heard a loud thud come from my side of the phone and that loud thud was a six-point buck that jumped out in front of me, and I smashed it with my truck. Oh, <laughs> oh good gosh. And you guys have both hit deer. While talking to each other. While talking to each other, yes. <laughs> it, it was funny because this deer, you know, as I've described to a lot of people, this deer jumped out of this goldenrod field looking like the emblem on a John Deere tractor. Oh and oh, as, when it landed in the middle of the road, I hit its hind quarter at 45 miles an hour. Now, I also hammered <laughs> the brakes as hard as I could. So where I was actually at when I did it, but Vance was on the phone, and he, he heard that. And I, I, I don't forget what I said, but Vance said something along the lines of, Jesus, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I spun that deer like a dreidel in the middle of the street. That thing was just spinning like a dog chasing its tail. And then it went into the ditch. Well, so I get out of the truck. I'm like, man, I did not need this right now. So I get out and I look. I'm like, there is nothing wrong with the truck. I'm like, oh, wait, no. The bumper kind of pulled away from under the headlight there where it meets the fender. I'm like, ah, that's not bad. I got to look again because it's like, oh, I missed the obvious, like my headlights hanging by the wire. No, nothing. No blood, no hair. I get it back and I take out one bolt that kind of holds like the fender to that bumper thing. I start tapping on it with my my fist and it went pop. It popped Pops right, right back, back in. in. And I put oh the bolt back. I sent Yeah, I started sending some photos around. I'm like, "Yeah, I hit it yeah. here." And that was it. Yeah. Yeah, you sent that to me. Yeah. I hit a damn I hit a damn crow earlier this year that caused more damage than that. Did you really? Going to the state park. Yeah. Going to the state park. You know, you, the, it's hard. It's hard to hit a crow. Big crows mm. are very smart. Well, that and there's one in the tree going ca ca. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I was going to the state park and there was a dead raccoon or something in the road, and all these crows are there. I actually moved the other lane, and the one they must have been young crows. Uh, one flew up. I smacked it off the front of the truck, <laughs> pulling the boat. It hit the it hit the grill, flew up, it hit the boat on the side and I, I didn't really think much of it other than I, I was like you know I hit that hard enough I could have caused some damage it was like a week later that I, I said I'm going to look at the front grill and uh, sure enough the grills cracked. cracked cracked smashed there were still black feathers in there still didn't cause black any feathers damage. yeah that's what uh, you know when I when I hit that deer you hit that deer on the highway didn't no, you? No, 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 no. I was coming off the highway. I was towing as well. I, I know. I, I thought no. that you were on 86 or something, and it came out in front of you. No, no, no. I was I was off of 90, pulling into my house, basically. And I was I was going underneath 90, and it, it came out from this goldenrod. And I hit it at, like, probably, like, 30, you know? And then I remember you're like, I'm going to go wash my truck, and... 
you know, it just it you it caused some damage on your truck. It yeah, I mean it cracked the grill. Right. The grill. Yeah. That that was it, you know. That was it and I've hit many things other yeah. than, than that to to crack that grill, you know, so um it was good. I got a new grill out of the deal and everything was was fine, but I, I mean, that, that's the, the last two deer we hit we were definitely best case scenario. Yes. You guys, you guys were talking to each other. Did you go take a picture of like the deer? I mean, I should have taken a picture of that dead girl. Well, my, my, my deer was, a girl. My, I don't, I don't think the deer died. It just ran away. <laughs> it, it ran, it ran off, you know, and, and I, and I passed that up the next day and I was like, there's, there's nothing around here. I don't. Yeah, I walked back to where where the point of impact was, and the deer was no longer like when I when I hit it and it it finally spun itself off to the off, you know, on the other side of the ditch on the opposite side of the road. There was a second that like not even a second where I locked eyes with that deer and he looked at me, I looked at him, and I'm just, I I think he understood what I was meaning was if you yeah. hurt my truck. I'm coming after you. And I, I looked at the truck and I'm like, well, it's not that bad. I'm going to go see how this deer is. And I go back there and it wasn't there. He might be walking like, you know, he, he might have yeah. a stagger like Elvis or something like that. I mean, yeah. either that or what do you do? What do you do in that situation? I mean, this is, you see a wounded deer struggling there. You got a rifle in your truck. I have multiple rifles and a handgun. Um, I'd so probably what do. You do? I would call, uh, you know, I have some, I have some contacts. I'd probably call like the game commission and just tell them that, and you're, you're not supposed to shoot them. It's, it's a bad thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah you leave it alone. Yeah. And as much as it sucks. Now I have shot deer That's that were so hit. screwed up. I, I shot one one time. I shot a five point hunting at my one friend's property. I was, in, I mean, it was running act, act normal. Running through the field, jumping, jumping, jumping. It stopped, gave me a shot, boom, I shot it, I went up. Both its front legs were busted. Mm-hmm. And when I talked to my friend's farm I was hunting on, he's like, is it? I said, yeah, it's like a five point, you know, it was just a little buck. And uh, he's like, oh my gosh, the neighbor, Jason, he ran that thing over <laughs> with his truck. He ran that thing over with his truck like two days ago. Broke its legs. And those animals are tough. Yes, they're tough. And it was running. It was running with those, running normal. Yeah. Yes. So look at this. So you, so you get, you hit this buck. Yep. I'm going to pull this into fishing here. You hit this buck. It's out of season. That, that That's the thing. It's out of season right now. Yep. You can't kill a deer right now. It is... What is it? How can I compare it? It is. It's a deer that's out of season, but it's a buck. <laughs> Let's just say that. <clears throat> Let's just say it's a, it's an eight point with split brow tines and 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 two up. Okay. Because in Pennsylvania, it has to be three up. Mm-hmm. So it's not legal even to shoot. You hit this buck. It's mm-hmm. rolling around in the dirt on the side. You walk up to it. You have a rifle in the uh, 
in the car. And think about this. You have a 39 and three-quarter muskie mm-hmm. on Chautauqua Lake. You get bad mm-hmm. hooks in it. Dead. You take, it's dead. You go to release it, the thing doesn't kick off. It comes right back up. Now, the buck's laying there suffering. You can't shoot it. The muskie's laying there in the water. You can't take it in and harvest it legally. Right. What do you do? You... I mean, that's the, that's the, that is the major suck. In these mm. situations, you put yourself in these situations. Everybody listening, think about that, how bad this sucks right now. You walk up to this thing, this deer's running around, it's bleeding, it's, it, it's suffering. It back. You just catch this muskie, you put it in the water, and it doesn't kick off. Anybody that catches muskies, this definitely happens to you occasionally. It is a horrible situation to look at. You can't do anything about it. By the letter of the law in Pennsylvania, you should call somebody. You don't have to. You just got to leave. You could watch it. You could watch it suffer. I mean, you don't have to. You you can't uh-huh. assist it in its death. Um. So, really, in in that, you know, I guess let's just say let's just say that buck was a big giant buck, huge, and it was laying there. In a situation where I was in, not a lot of houses around. Could one, if it's a big giant one laying there that's not dead, be able to make it not living anymore by whatever means you choose and throw it in the bed of your truck and leave? You could absolutely do that. I know people that have done it. I know what happened. I've a lot. done it. I've done it. You know, and at that point, you know, I I would I would have to have I'd have to be in that situation to see where I'd really go. But let's just say it was a big huge giant buck. I mean enormous. I would probably say if I'm taking this deer and I'm not saying I would do this, I would then use my tag on it. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm done. But you would have to wait. You you would have to wait for that. Well, I guess what it what it boils down to is where where do you draw the line ethically? Um, You know, if if I if even though that deer was out of season, I could just say to myself because even if it was in season, you're not supposed to take it regardless. If it was a a, you know a unicorn Mm -hmm. or a fifty point, so at that point, it's it's up to getting caught. And and you know if I guess if you were caught then you're in the wrong regardless of what you do even if you say well I put my tag on it that that doesn't count and mm-hmm. I understand why where I think they're coming with that rule is that there could be guys just out there trying to hit deer yeah. yes. yes or just say hey I hit this deer I had to put it out of its misery and the guy's like well it's fine and there's a bullet in its shoulder and you're 100 <laughs> yards out in the in the middle of a field it's it's easy to, to become a poacher at that point. Yeah. Hearing gunshots. Be, was that because of because of the poacher? Big old. Uh, I've never drive a great big old buck off the road or anything, but there's been times and I mean we're hillbillies, Andy. We're blue, mm. 
breaking. Todd's, Todd's breaking up a little bit here, so yeah, but wiggle the cord. The um, uh, the the you know with the, with the the protection from poachers in hunting and in musky fishing really puts you in that occasional scenario of suck it, that like oh shit like this fish just died on me and it's not even legal uh the, with the size limit or i just crushed this deer and i literally have to walk away and just let the thing lay or suffer or die and not even harvest it or not even use the meat because it's illegal that the poaching rules are good i mean they're there for a reason you know there's a lot of people in pennsylvania is you know if it's brown it's down you know mm-hmm. uh, and there's a lot of people that fish that are like if i caught I'm it i'm what, keeping it whatever i'm you know and that's those rules are put in for for the the you know for those reasons but the people that are after it for good reasons uh, occasionally get caught in these scenarios that just are pretty much the worst that mm-hmm. you could, you know, the, 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 the worst case scenario. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a terrible thing. Like I, I did it on the one podcast, like the musky curse that I had in this one spot, it was like a three footer. It died on me. I could have easily walked up the bank, thrown it in the bed of the truck and left. But there was that chance in my mind that I could have gotten pulled over, questioned or whatever, would I have? More than likely, no. But but it was just like knowing that I was in the wrong, I just shoved that fish off and let it float down the creek. Yeah. yeah. So, now Todd, do you remember what you were going to say? You sound a lot clearer now. No, I mean, I, I've never done that with a, like a big buck or something, but you know, we're hillbillies. I've been in many situations where someone hit a deer, and uh, I was like, "Oh, wow, nice head, nice head hit there." Take it back and skin it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen a lot of headless deer this year that were hit by cars, yeah. and it makes well, sense. I mean, if they can't see, they wander on the road and they get hit. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Yeah, that's the people taking the heads in the racks. <laughs> oh, I just thought that the, you know maybe yeah no the deer didn't have a head <laughs> no, to begin with. Never had that happen with the. I've never hit a big buck. Never really hit too many deer. Hit a few. That was Hit number six down. for me. That was number six. Yeah, and I I probably have. I never really hit one bad. I did have one bounce off the side of my Bronco one time and like cave in the side of the Lumicraft. So I guess that was pretty bad. <laughs> That's such a cool, cool cool truck. Yeah, the Bronco. Yeah. Yeah, the old Broncos. Yeah. You know, do you so know who made those famous? Uh, yeah. Okay. Of course. Um, I, I've smashed deer at 55 with my old Chevy, my first vehicle, just cruising, and that stupid doe ran out, blew the radiator out, you know, the whole two new lights just completely just the perfect impact mm-hmm. uh, i've done some damage same thing with my second truck 55 <laughs> miles an hour just out of nowhere crush just smash 
It's it is uh, anyone out there that's never hit a deer, because if you, you think that you can just see all these deer and that you're quicker than them, it's I'll tell you this: it's the ones you don't see that you hit. Yeah, it it, it they just they just come right out. No doubt, no doubt about that. They come out last minute. Oh my! Like God. that one did. I mean, that that thing. I I could have sworn it came from underneath my truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say this, you know, like my situation, well, yeah, like my whole power ranking was, you know, you have something really bad happen, best case scenario, you come out relatively unscathed. If that deer would have been off by a quarter second, it could have went through the passenger window and stuck me with his antlers in the face. So I'm actually (laughs) glad that it was the bumper that took the brunt of it. So I had to pop Mm -hmm. the bumper back and I did end up finding a crack that might have stretched an inch because it was popped out, I popped it back in and it closed up. So um, yeah. I'm really glad that I'm not eating antlers and drinking through a straw right now. Yeah, 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 for sure. Now that no deer, doubt. is that was not the best case scenario. Best case scenario was two seconds before if he would have jumped prior to where he did and he made it across the road and I would have been like, oh, look, there's a buck. And then I would have kept going and he yeah. would have still been running around doing you know, reindeer games. No, he's hobbling. Oh, he he might not even be hobbling. He might be taking a dirt nap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the power rankings. Send in your submissions. We'll get a couple more in before the turn of the year. But uh, we go so off topic. It just sucks. It just sucks. Like put, being put in those predicaments of of this, uh, you know, conservation. You know, generally the people are all about conservation that are into the outdoors. Mm-hmm. No, yes. doubt of, no, no doubt about that, you know. And we all are. Re- releasing them, you know, bucks, passing up on small bucks, stuff like that, you know, letting them live to shoot them when they're bigger and live the full life, which is, you know, it is what it is. But, you, you know, anybody that is, like, really into the outdoors, they get put in these situations. And, you know, I'm thinking back to, you know, uh, not even being put in that predicament of like right now uh, do I take this muskie in and use it to me even though it's too small do I let it lay and get pecked away by seagulls do I shoot this buck that I just crushed and is just looking at me dead in the eyes just dying right in front of me suffering then what you know you shoot the buck you take the muskie in, you know, what if I take the muskie in and, you know, not only do you get the, um, the anxiety of getting stopped by a game commission or something like that, which honestly is few and far between. That's why there's Mm -hmm. pictures, you know, I mean, it's not like there's, you're in a city and there's a beat cop rolling around. Um, you know, there, you can get, you know, at the ramp, somebody just sees you with this small muskie or something like that, that you're keeping. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, now you shoot this buck that's a six point with two up and, you know, inch brow tines. Uh, to make it six points, but still not legal in Pennsylvania. Um, and it's in the bed of your truck now. 
you know, just driving along and having somebody see that is just, you know, and is it, it is, you know, anxiety stricken because, you know, in, in the areas we, we are at and, uh, I would imagine that people that hunt in areas, people that fish in areas are generally small towns and, you know the fishermen there and you know the hunt, hunters there you 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 generally have a, an idea of who everybody is you know it's not like a big city with eight million people and you know you might see somebody once in your lifetime and you pass up you'd be like oh there was vance with a uh, 36 inch muskie that i saw him bring in and uh you know what was that all about her oh there was vance with a uh, small buck out of season in his tailgate that he brought in, you know, not knowing the full story. There's just so much uh, that, that crazy stuff. I, I would have, and, and this is this is kind of where like where my luck seems to fall off is that in that I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to that to that one fish that I had to just push away. Um. If I would have taken it, knowing that it was an, you know not a legal kept fish, um, with every intention on filleting it, eating it, taking you know take the head off, try to get that you know just uh, something cool you know get down to like the well, I don't know it's just cartilage it's not really a bone um, of its skull you know something like that just be like yeah that fish didn't make it you know just kind of put something there eat it myself that would be the time they'd be like i noticed your blinker wasn't working and they pull me over and then i then i'm faced that's with in that. the back of your truck it's in the back <laughs> of my truck meanwhile i know that todd has given stories of like at his campground people like check out the muskie down at this place and and they're like yeah. hey, by the way that's not legal what i mean they're, they're holding it and i'm mm-hmm. this is i'm now making this up I can see them coming into camp, holding it above their head like the Stanley Cup, and they're like, "Look yes. at what we got!" And they're just parading it around everywhere. Everyone sees it, and it just goes, "Oh, yeah, that's that's that." Meanwhile, I'm sitting here trying to like ten and two on the wheel, completely mm-hmm. stop, look both ways twice, and it was just always get nabbed, even doing the right thing. But meanwhile, just you know, ignorance is bliss. Someone's just parading yeah. one around, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure i mean uh, a couple years ago todd got a call about you know definitely a muskie that did not eat the inch criteria uh, yes that paint this picture somebody is tubing on chautauqua lake and there is a lot of pleasure boaters up on chautauqua lake yes and somebody is tubing and this muskie jumps into the tube that the people are on and they catch this muskie and they bring this muskie in and they look up i I would imagine they google search muskie chautauqua lake find muddy creek fishing guides call todd up Mm -hmm. ask him to come and harvest it and fillet it yes I happened to be home. I, I was, I just, actually, when they called, I was about 
10 miles from my house. I was coming home for a couple of days. I'd been up there for 10, just coming home. They tell me this whole story, how this thing jumped in, jumped in the tube while they're tubing. And the, the lady jumped out of the tube. Well, I guess that, yeah, that's the Chinese fire drill and tubing. Yeah. It happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess it happens all the time. I don't know. And I thought they were still, like, jagging me, you know. So I started talking to them and, yeah, told them, give them a measurement. They were trying to figure out whether it was a gar or a muskie. They sent me a picture. I was like, oh, that's a muskie. How big is it? Put the tape down. It wasn't big enough. It was like a 38, 39. Uh, I said, well, I'm too far away i can't do that if i was you i'd just you know cut it up do your thing well they ended up taking it to the one local meat market butcher shop (laughs) and they told him get that thing out of here (laughs) get that thing out of here is it because it was illegal or that it was a big slimy fish well it was because they walked into a store with a big slimy fish plus it wasn't legal. <laughs> Just get that thing out of here. We're not going to cut that fish up for you. But yeah, that 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 kind of stuff happens. Not very often. No, no, no that, not in that, that scenario. Happen. I don't. I don't know if that. It, I didn't believe it was. I mean, I thought someone was jagging me the whole time, and then I found out from the people that owned the shop that they did take the fish there, and that's when I was like, that was a real call. That was somebody yeah. wanted me to come down and cut their fish up, which I don't cut up muskies. I've never done one in the last 25 years. And there it is, you <laughs> yeah. muskie killer. <laughs> yeah. In the last 25 years. No, I haven't done one in a long time. Yeah, I should say that. I've taken a couple in that were dead. Have you? Yeah, I've taken a couple dead ones in. They were legal. Mm-hmm. Comes back to the same thing that Vance is talking about. I mean, and the same thing that Andy just said. I've sent some back into the water and I knew her dead. It was like, I just said, I'd like to eat him, but I guess we'll just send him back to the depths. Oh, my God. There, there was one that I fucking practically. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, it's marked oh, explicit. <laughs> <laughs> Like practically gutted, hmm. <laughs> and the thing kicked off, and I was like, "That thing is dead," hmm. y- you know, absolutely dead. And I'm thinking about it, and I m- make my next cast. You know, I'm just like dead. I should just put that thing out of out of its misery and taken it in. Hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. So we're gonna we're not even gonna get to the topic today. No, I, I no. think that we've we've kind of hit that moral conundrum, and I'm actually was sitting here thinking, I'm like, we're we're an hour and three into this. There's no point in actually doing the topic we were gonna talk about. No, no. Because, so we'll do it next time. We'll do it next time. Because, but like, what's that? Because we can talk about it more. I mean, we can talk about. Okay, so this year, I haven't you know we haven't brought this up yet, but uh, you know I had a young boy with me this year. Caught a fishing with a uh, bow, big fish bow, B O E. That was his name. Oh, I thought you were like you know like a string and arrow. 
No, no, big fish bow. I was going to say, there's not a lot of releasing with when you stick him with an arrow. Yeah, he, uh, trolling, trolling one day this year, we caught a great fish. Uh, huge. 49-inch and giant weight. And, uh, caught the fish. Everything was great. Put it in the net. Got it out. Took two or three quick pictures. Put the fish back in the water. Took off back to our troll. That was Bo's third fish of the half-day charter. And uh, we fished another maybe. I mean, he caught a couple real quick. And uh, trolling back to the same area. Obviously, I'm not going to leave the area. And uh, little Bo looks over, and he's like, uh, wow, look at that fish over there. I look over. There's a fish belly up. Upside down, floating. As soon as I looked over, I was like, oh boy. Reeled everything in real quick, went over, got the fish. As soon as we got, the, I mean, it's the, it's the one he just caught. It's the one we just caught. The 49 we released. No idea what happened to the fish. Everything was smooth. Everything was fine. I've had it happen before. But, you know, it's like one in a thousand. Or, you know, one in 500. I don't know. And uh, I went over and we, we rolled the fish over. Fins were all discolored. Eyes glazed over. Fish was not not responding to anything. It was gone. They were already talking about getting a replica. So <laughs> I, I went over, grabbed the fish. You know, we I, I tried to play with it a little bit. Nothing going on, man. 49 inch, 34, 35, what was 34 pounds, and we took it back to the dock two and a half hours later. But we took it in. They were from Ohio. They were going to get a mount made. So that's the realistic part of it. No. Anybody who catches a lot of fish has had that happen, and if they didn't, they're lying. Now, this is going to be a little bit different angle on that. Okay, mm. so. For the people that are out there that tell the truth that have had that happen, mm -hmm. um, the skin mount thing, that's still something that I, I, I don't have a skin mount. Mm -hmm. Having it sit in your boat for two and a half hours, is there something that you could do to preserve it? Or do you just, just like throw it in the bottom of the boat and just kind <laughs> of kick it off to the side? I, did, I don't really have anything prepared to store fish like that. I mean, but so, I mean, there's got to be some I, kind of a tip. Yeah, I, I laid it on the bump board, and I had a long sleeve T-shirt on. I had a short sleeve T-shirt in the in in my console, so I put the short sleeve one on. I put the long sleeve on. I took all the rags I had and I like dipped them in water, and we put it over top top of the fish. Okay, and and that's that's kind of kept it kind of moist the way you want to preserve it. You don't want it to get dried out like it's sitting on a beach. Yeah, yeah, because they wanted to finish the trip. <laughs> okay, and uh, we put it in there, did that to to the fish, and that's the first fish, thousands of fish out of Chautauqua Lake that I've caught. That's the first fish I ever took in out of that lake. But I was not going to let that go to the seagulls because if that little boy didn't want to mount it and his dad and his, his dad and mom were both with him, 
they didn't want to get it mounted, I was going to get it mounted. It was a 49-inch 40, fish, and when we took it in, we weighed it back at the dock after we had it laying in the boat all those hours, and it was 34 pounds at that point. What do you think it weighed it, live? Probably probably 35, 35 30, Yeah, 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 35, you know. maybe 36, 35, 36, but it was pooping and puking and stuff while it was dead laying there for a couple hours. It right. was a big one. It was a big one. Because um, I was going to get it mounted because I said, you know, I don't know what you guys want to do, but I'm not going to leave this for the seagulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that this actually turned into like a really good topic because yeah, you know, that yeah. is that is one thing, you know, like th- there are some new people that, that I, you know, that haven't been musky fishing much that I know listen to this. And mm-hmm. with all of this, catch and release catch and release all these death threats if you know in the trolling that you see on all the not like bait trolling but trolling on the internet and because it's it's yeah. ridiculous it's ridiculous it, it what, is what? It, it it is absolutely crazy what people will do to another person on the fish that they'd probably never see or ever be on that body of water but, i know but like okay so this happens to illegal fish. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get Van started on stuff like this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to chill. How, how, how big do you think their brains are, Vance? Just, I mean, they probably know 50 words total. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Okay, so getting kind of back onto where I'm, where I'm going with this is that, so... You're out there fishing, you're practicing catch and release. You know, you, you could be the biggest proponent for it to where you're the one throwing death threats at people over this stuff. You have a fish, like in Todd's situation, just goes sour. Now, mm-hmm. a couple things you can do is you could say, well, I'm not going to, I'm just going to just keep going and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but there could also be the part of you that's like, well, that's my biggest fish. Let's just say it was a 51 and you're like, I'm going to get a replica. But then here it is. Now it's sitting at, you know, floating at your feet. It's dead. If you don't at least entertain the thought of, well, this fish could go to some good. For for me, you know, being selfish for me, this could come. There could be something good to come from this. And if for nothing else, it's a learning experience. Or you could just continue on your merry way, which... I would think that if you had a fish die like that and you know it died in the water, that I think it would be your personal responsibility to at least take ownership of it or stop fishing. I look at it the same way. That's the way it is with, like, hunting. Yes. You know, if you've made that kill, you're done. And that's the way I look at it. I mean, I wouldn't... Obviously, we're into the catch and release above and beyond... But I mean, beyond what, what, anything that's I mean, good. B- b- yeah, yeah. It's insane, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing more than I wanted. I mean, we caught the fish. It was a great one. You put it back in. That's all I want. And everything was fine. Yeah. It wasn't high water temps. Nothing nothing going on. It's just you know, like our, the fish our, had a freaking heart attack or something, you know? 
the and more I found it 45 minutes later. We were trolling back to the same area, and uh, there it was. Its whole tail was rotted off. I mean, it, a legitimate 49, it really should have been like a 51 and a half, 52 inch. Our, our, the, the release stuff in musky fishing is ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. our release tools and tactics cost more than your depth finder. Yeah. People are nuts about this stuff. And I'm going to take it one step further. We've talked about it many times. The the, the the tools that people are saying that you need to have, I feel are not the best tools for release. When they say your number one thing needs to be this big giant net, yeah, I feel that if yeah, you're yeah. trying most of the fish that you're going to catch and most of the most of the waters are not going to be legal fish. Mm-hmm. And and you are causing more harm with that net than you would be with a boga. Yeah, yeah, yep. So definitely agree with that one for sure. <laughs> Where are we on time? Hour thirteen and four seconds. Listen to this. I mean, I, I, we all, we all have these, you know, full disclosure in musky fish. Yeah. Uh, you know, anybody that does it and is all day with it has these stories uh you know i have many stories about them but you know this there's a difference in between the fish that i'm going to talk about and todd's todd's is legal at this point on this story is legal to take yeah vance on this story i don't want you to disclose the size until the very end okay all right, well, so... You don't even have to disclose the location. <laughs> I can... Uh, 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 I'm, I'm trolling, and... Uh, I mean, the size isn't... It, it, well, whatever. I'm trolling, and uh, we catch a fish. And it, it's great. We're, we're having a great time. Um, and we release the fish, and... Uh, High fives and smiles. Yeah. Great. Lifetime memory. And um, we're trolling along. I go right back through the area, and I see a seagull. And I see a second seagull land. And I'm like, hmm. And I see this big body laying in the water. And I'm like, yeah, that is a... uh, I'm thinking more, you know, no doubt that's probably the fish I just released. Now the fish from the bag in my hands to the pictures was not a long time. It was nothing out of the ordinary. You've done it hundreds of times. And I go over and it's the fish. And when I go to see this fish, I'm like, it, it had a couple distinct marks on it uh, from when I pulled it out. And I, you know, I, I, I focus on the head much. And I'm like, yeah, this thing had this mark here. It was a little, little messed up on this cheek. Uh, and that was a hook, a, a hook mark. And I'm like, I hope, you know, I hope I don't see those things, you know. And I'm like, yeah. 
there's a little flesh hanging out of here, but maybe it doesn't have this mark under its eye. And I'm like, yeah, wait a minute, it does. And I'm still trying to go through like the ladder of excuses of it not being that fish. But well, its fin was split. Let's see if that fin is split. Yeah, <laughs> it was that fish. And uh, what'd you do? You know, just complete buzzkill. I mean, I I reeled everything in. I. I tried to revive the fish right there, and I was in, in, in uh, you know, probably about a mile away from shore and whatnot. So I, um. So you worked the fish I, for a good long time. I worked the fish for a good long time. So long that I worked this fish. I, I, I get the person that's with me to drive the boat into shore. Did you work this fish so long that rigor set no, in? No, no. When 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 I'm driving, it, it, I'm I'm going through so much stuff. But when I'm when I'm sitting there, after I tried to revive it at the boat side, I keep the fish in the water while I'm putting into shore. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Held up with its back, like right with my gunnel, and I'm just putting in at like four mile an hour. I get there, I get out, jump right into the water. And I start walking this fish around. I walked the fish around for. Uh, uh, we, oh God, it, it was way long. I mean, it took a half an hour to get into shore, and then I walked the fish around for much longer than that, at least an hour. It was like an hour and a half revival, and it just wouldn't. It wouldn't work. I I, I walked the fish around in the shallows for at least an hour. I've so done that. Drenched. Done that walk, too. Yeah. Walking, walking <laughs> the thing around, it just would not go. It just would not go. Now, this fish that I caught was smaller by about three and three quarter inches from so, the size limit. So, the size limit. But where you were, the size limit was very large. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you do? You want to disclose on what you did with the fish? What I did with the fish. What did you the the, the, the fish is is getting stiff in your hands. What did you end up doing with it? Just I like, put it <laughs> in a, in a high brush, and I tried to cover it with brush so it wouldn't get eaten to death. That's what I did with it. I was like, I don't want to see a bunch of seagulls out here picking at its body. I want to kind of try and give it a burial. So okay. I put it in this, like, really moist... Uh, a watery grave. Like, tall, yeah, like, watery grave. And I set it there. No, well, maybe turtles got to it and whatnot, but I didn't want the birds to get to it. Um, the I, I placed it in there nice, and, uh, you know, I told... I just told the, my boat partner not to watch, and uh, I put it out of its misery, and I gave it a proper burial. Yeah, and uh, you know the most pro- pro- proper I could I could imagine at that point is you know you could you could see these things you know you you see these things you see these people getting attacked on the the social media with the way they hold things and you know and. Uh, 
anything like that a fish pulled up on the bank you know what it's like anybody that that goes on those social media forums and they see these how how they get attacked like this but they don't know what exactly happened in that moment and this is somebody that is coming to that does it a lot that i must give fish a lot it is my entire life and i did the most i could do without being and and nobody knows honestly what a muskie does there is no fish biologist that is just dealing with big fish like this all the time and know exactly what the fish are doing uh i did the most i could do you know and yeah i took half a day out trying to get that fish to swim off and it just wouldn't happen it was just from a normal catch Mm-hmm. fish happened to be over 50 inches yeah and okay. it passed so yes there there it is that there's there's some stuff that i kind of wanted to hit <laughs> on here <laughs> so this is vance caught a 50 it died he could not bring the fish home with him or on the boat he couldn't he couldn't take possession of it Mm-hmm. which would essentially be a for some people a once in a lifetime trophy and the letter of the law says that's not big enough for you to have yep. and the reason I asked Vance what he did with it was and I, I thought it was I thought it was smart on his part that's why I, I brought it up was there was there were some other people on the lake musky fishing. What would it have taken for another person to have seen him try to release a fish, then come back and try to, re- you know, well, they get another one? And if he would have just left it floating, it wouldn't have been pretty easy to start pointing fingers on whose fish that was. Uh-huh. And so it was actually smart to, well, the fish is gone. You're not bringing it back. To just get it out of the lake so people aren't seeing it. Now, obviously, you could do you know, the Stanley Cup and take it over to the weeds and just, you know, throw it like a log, or you could do it tastefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, it, it, the big size limits are not always your friend. No, that's, I'll tell you, that's why I'm against, I'm not against big size limits, but I will say that I, I don't see the need, I don't see how it is going to help to save anything. The last five fish that I've seen dead at Chautauqua, other than the one that we took in this year, they weren't even legal anyhow. And, and nobody that's, even... That's in 40-inch yeah. size limits. And, you know, and there's nobody musky fishing that's going to keep those fish. Believe me, that's the way we make our living. There's nothing... I wanted to catch that fish that that little boy caught. I wanted to catch him again next year. <laughs> yeah, right I mean, there's, who is, there's nothing it wants me to keep that fish, but you know, who is musky fishing for meat? No one. There's there's no one anymore. No, no one, one is musky fishing for no. meat. They are not keeping fish. It is and way these too difficult. Giant, these those giant size limits take it to the point where I mean, the, the fish Vance caught would have been on the wall. That we caught that, happened right, to be legal, right. and it's on the wall. I would have loved to seen the one you guys got so the so the giant the giant size limit has weeded the musky fishermen out that initially did it for meat to 
into this catch and release yes. stuff. It, it everybody does now. It made it made its point. It it, it hit mm-hmm. home. It hit mm-hmm. home to where it is now, which is insane yes. with catch and release. It worked. Now the people that are doing it, the people that have kept on with it, that are fishing for muskies and only targeting muskies and stuff like that. You catch something like that. There, nobody's doing it for me. No, it didn't matter if it was a thirty-inch size limit. Still, yeah, there's the no thing. one going to keep one. But if you right. caught a thirty-eight that died, and it was going to get fed to the seagulls, you could take it in and eat it. Or if you caught a forty-eight and you said, "Do you want to get it mounted? Let's get it mounted," because this stuff happens when we're musky fishing. Yeah, uh, you know. it's a blood I sport. Mean, not that often, but it happens happens annually when you're catching a few hundred a year yeah yeah it it, it it's not really helping anybody by having a 54 inch size either. limit because i don't believe so either let, let, let's just let's put this in perspective let's just say i catch a 55 on a 54 inch size limit lake and i take that 55 in do you know how many people would be mad at me yeah no, everybody no one, but me yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody. I mean, Everybody. I wouldn't. Be, I, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be that. Honestly, I wouldn't be that pissed either. But you know, the you. If if I caught a fifty-five on Chautauqua Lake, I would release the damn thing. Yeah. the The message has hit home for the people that are still putting in the work to catch the fish. It's into my mind, and I used to. We used to catch every, everyone we people. Kept. Everyone we caught that was legal, we would keep, and it's to the point now that I would, I am never, ever, ever going to club a muskie again. And the dips that are out there fishing, just for whatever, with a worm and a bobber that catch a fish or or jigging for walleye, they have no, they have no idea. Some some of them, yeah, yeah, they have no idea, and they're still keeping them. But you know, that's the. It is. Yeah, I, it, it makes it, it makes it it makes it really the size limit makes it very rough for the people that are targeting muskies. Listen, to I that. think so the too. Size the size limit is making it very tough for people that are targeting muskies only. Yeah, you think about that. Not because we want to keep them, because occasionally, if people are targeting yeah. muskies, you're going to eventually catch a lot of them. Uh, and you might come into this once in a blue moon predicament that mm-hmm. is, well, shit, you know, I got the 39 and three quarter. I got the 51. I got the 53 and three quarter, and the thing just died on me, and I have to let it lay here. Rather than make it a feel good story for myself, where it's like, I brought the thing in, there it is on the wall. Where I brought the thing in, we staked it out, and we ate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel a lot better with it that way. You know, that it just didn't die for nothing. You know, it sucks that it it is it's dead. You know, but I mean, this is these but are it, it's mine now. It you know if if yeah. if if, if, yep. if it doesn't meet the limit, it's not it's not yours. It's your shameful thing you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still the states or the countries or however they break it up. That's still... Because the dude that is, or the the lady that is 
just fishing out there and they catch a 50 or they catch a 40 or they catch a 30 and they're out there for meat, they're just going to keep the damn thing. Yeah, no, you know, it sucks for the person that is out there doing it all the time. That's, that's mm -hmm. the thing. It just sucks. And, and, and this happens once in whatever, thousand fish, whatever. You know, but you think about these things and you, and you remember this for your entire life. You know, these are the stories that Todd and I have, that Andy mm -hmm. has, that, that we remember because it was just that one time that everything happened. So, every, yeah. Everything was against us happened. And then we're just like, you know. It, it ruins it. I mean, you, you look back, instead of celebrating that, that 50 you guys caught, you're like, yeah. I, I kind of wish that one didn't happen. I wish mm -hmm. that big fish didn't happen mm -hmm. because yeah. of someone wrote something on paper somewhere and because you're in that area where that paper is affecting it, you should not, you know, celebrate the life of that animal. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's a little backwards thinking. It is. It is. It, is. Like, it comes back to the poaching deer. That's why you have to have rules. Like, oh, it just died on me. Yeah. No, really. Or, or the deer just, yeah. Yeah. That's just the, found the deer. That's the. That's the reason. But that's why I'm not. I'm not big on these big size limits because I just. I just feel that everybody in this sport is in it to release. How about what if you I make my make living on it? <laughs> right. You know, that, 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 that's what we do for our life. Believe me, I want them all to live. I'll do everything I can, and I feel that I do the best that I can, whether it's using a boga or whatever. Uh, but I do feel bad when there's one that's not big enough. No. i got to let the thing float. i I got a question. So if you... If you caught, like, just say a 41 out of Chautauqua and it died mm -hmm. on you, technically you should stop fishing because that was your fish. That hit your daily limit. What happens mm -hmm. if you caught a 39 and it died on you? So you you have a dead 39 because it... I know, I, I know ethically what I would do, but I also know that, well, that wasn't legal to keep, so I technically didn't keep one, keep fishing... I know yeah, that this on, on the book on the book of the law. Yes, you keep fishing on the book of the law. If it's a forty and it dies, you stop fishing. Right, mm -hmm. but I know that I, you know, I, I don't fish that much. I'd, I'd probably be like, well, that's the that's the musky moral. You know, that's these people that are out there that are like, I might catch a, a, a sixty pounder. You know, but. That's why the world record isn't ever going to be broken again unless the person keeps it. The person that catches that fish, whether it's the Georgian Bay or the St. Lawrence, is they're probably going to release the damn yes. fish. <laughs> you know, they're going to release it. It's not going... <laughs> I'm never going to consciously kill another one. There's no, I don't think there's anyone musky fishing right now. They're very. I mean, a very small percentage is going to say consciously they're going to kill... The fish, yeah, they're going to do their best and see what you can do with it for the release or whatever. Unless, but, uh, unless we're all unless we're all living in shacks and teepees, and all the perch are gone, and you know, there's no way that I am or any musky fisherman is going to be like, I'm going to keep 
kill these things to survive. You know. Yeah. It, There's it, lots of other fish you can catch easier to stay alive. That's what I mean, but... Yeah. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the yeah. size limit sucks for mm. the guy that targets it. Yeah. Yes. And and people have to... I mean... That's what I, that's what I look at it. The, the size limit sucks for, for the people that target them. Now, I'm just... This is one. This is one quick scenario that happened in my. Well, it's happened many times in my musky career, but you know we're not. It it all comes back to just it's sucking for the people that target them all the time because the people that don't. I don't know how you stop. I don't know how you stop somebody that is just fishing. Mm-hmm. It's a worm in a bar a bobber out on a pontoon out on a bachelor party and some random catch is going to know the rules yes that is going to to know anything outside of we're just going to keep this thing and it's it's not going to stop it you know we're yes. going to know we're going to know that it's 53 and three quarter we're going to know it's 39 mm-hmm. we're the ones that are suffering in that situation even if the 39 dies. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my God, I should just stop fishing right now. But in the rule books, I can continue fishing because I'm not allowed to pick up that fish right now. And I released it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, yeah. It's, it's, hard. It's, it, 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 it's hard because, like I said, you know, we've talked about before, you know, the kids catch the fish. They've been so excited. I've seen people so excited. They have this muskie. It's 38. They caught it. They were reeling in a perch on a pontoon boat, fishing with a bobber and a minnow. And uh, the perch grabbed it. The muskie grabbed it. They caught this muskie. They, they were so excited. They brought it in. They didn't know the rule. It didn't matter what the size limit was. It didn't matter if it was 20 or 50 or 100 inches long. They brought get, it in. Yeah, you, and you get they were They were excited. I want to feel their excitement, but it's like, that's not, that's not legal fish. You can't take it. You, you can't know. do anything with that fish. Yeah. You buy, buy a license. Yeah. Yeah. Majority yeah, of times, that. you buy you yeah. buy a license, mm-hmm. they hand you a book, the book How goes in the garbage. The book goes in the garbage of, of what the rules are. You know, that's yeah. what the, the majority of people are doing, you know. The majority of people that catch those muskies that, that are keeping them, most of the people, I mean, there's no muskie fishermen keeping them. No. The majority of the people that are keeping they have no idea. that they, they, they just don't. They don't even know if it's a muskie or a gar or a pike no, I mean, or a <laughs> walleye. You know, they, they, they don't know. They just catch this giant fish, and that that would be like what it is. I mean, when shit and when shit hits the fan, I mean, musky fishermen exaggerate on inches all the time. I mean, you know, uh-huh. but when the shit hits the fan and the thing dies, you know, I mean, they'll know the inches. Yeah, but the person that just buys a fishing license for the day and gets handed a license and gets handed a paper book back book, you know, they they run into them. All of a sudden, they don't. They don't catch their worm in a bobber fish. They catch this, you know, three footer or twenty eight inch or mm-hmm. 
let's take it in, let's eat it, who knows what happens, you know, but it, it's illegal. That's why it all comes back to the people that target muskies when they get caught in these predicaments. And if you catch a lot of muskies and you, you, you set your goal to just muskie fish, the size limit sucks. Mm-hmm. And you're hit with these predicaments. Yeah. Predicaments that it, this fish just died and there is nothing I can do do to it legally especially when you're running a charter company and you know for god's sakes what would it look like if i took in a a fish with a bunch of you know with with clients and i took this fish in and it wasn't legal you know yeah what do you do what do you do you can't do anything i would equate this to i'm gonna try to put this in sports terms just because we are trying to hit all angles so people don't think that they're going to be like, oh, these AZ boys don't like, you know, size limits. It would be like the NBA starting to crack down on rules for the NBA players in hopes that more people in a, in a street ball pickup game are going to abide by the rules. So there's, you know, the guys that aren't double dribbling or traveling or doing whatever. You know, the, the no blood, no foul gang are like, hey, we shouldn't be doing this. And the pickup game are just the standard Joe Blows out there with a worm. And the NBA players are now yeah. agreeing that we need to tighten these rules up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, which I've heard some people make arguments that the increased size limit has reduced what little harvest there was to next to nothing, mm-hmm. which can have, an, you know, a bad effect on some of the musky populations and that it might now become overpopulated, possibly stunted. Yes. I, I, I'm not, could it have, I don't know how many muskies were actually leaving the water. Because of harvest. Because of harvest. So I'm not really sure. I mean, on paper, Mm -hmm. it sounds like it would work that way, but I don't know, but that would be one argument against any size limit is that you might actually have a better trophy water. Mm. by allowing some of them to not be there. I, I, I can see that. I mean, I, I've seen those arguments where, you know, fisheries from different states have said, you know, if people don't start taking these fish, we're going to start or stop stocking these areas. There are going to be so many muskies in a body of water. Right, and I, the, I would say it, that... It's the, the number one predator. You cannot have... You can't just have a place that has a gazillion muskies in it mm-hmm. with nothing else. I mean, they are the they are the apex predator in freshwater. Uh, there are going to be so many in a body of water before there's too many, and I think that's happening in a lot of our spots. Yeah, it it, it can it can mess up. You know the the. Yeah. Size structure, the uh, no doubt, no doubt about that. But the size limit has hit home drastically in twenty-five yes. years. Mm-hmm. It's there. there. It, 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 it is there. It is there. It is made what musky fishing catch and release is today, mm-hmm. and you know how anybody that's into it knows how 
it is look it is brushed with a you know they pick up on everything you know how the industry is the size okay. limit has hit home for catch and release maybe yes. there maybe there needs to be a little bit of, of tinkering you talk to all the you talk to any old timer out there if they're still musky fishing now the only old timers ever talked to said oh back in the day we used to catch this or we used to catch that those guys are not musky fishing nowadays they're not they're not i had a pa- i had a patient today who was talking to me about musky fishing Really? Like, here's here's a picture of a muskie. You're like, how, how many did you get? I was like, oh, we got a couple hundred this year out of out of yeah. Lake. And they're like, what? Yeah. That's, that's it. They're like, this year? I was like, yeah. And they were just like, you know, that's the mentality. That's the... Yeah. That's the prior to size limit. That, and, and those yes. people are not doing it anymore. No, they're done doing it. The guys that are like, back in the day, we used to catch these. Well, they're not doing it nowadays because mm-hmm. nowadays it is way different nowadays. Yeah. I didn't get to experience all the nowadays going back into the, obviously, the 30s or 40s. And the commercial <laughs> fishing. And, yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> But but my grandpa did, and I know what he caught. Yeah. And I know he was a good fisherman, and I know what his friends caught. And I know that we do that annually now, what they did in their lifetime. Yeah. Because yeah. of catch and release that all the musky guys do. Yeah, and it is it has hit home so much yes. in such a short period of time that it is... It is what it is today. It, it is it, it's incredible. It's fantastic. But mm-hmm. like I said, the people that anybody that says that they've not been in caught in this predicament that are catching muskies that have been in what me and Todd and Andy have just talked about are are caught up in the catch and release that are that, mm-hmm. that think they're just so above above it all you know it happens we're out here Mm -hmm. we're driving hooks we're catching fish it's violent they die yeah and occasionally they're too small for you to do anything with them the i have a couple little points to make real quick um one is with vance's little thing he talked about the guys like what uh about how many fish you've caught it has gotten to the point to where the people that are on it and are grinding on these fish will their yearly catch will now seem the number will come across as fake to those who have you know yeah. oh, we got we got 20 in my life You're like 20 okay well we got this many They're like oh okay first first reactions you know a little surprise some excitement they walk away saying this guy's a liar, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, but you know that's that that's something you can't help. But the second thing that I wanted to bring up was, it wasn't that long ago I saw a Facebook poll put up: Would you rather catch a world record muskie or shoot a world record buck? And more people when I watch when I seen it. Now things may have changed. People, you know, I I'm not keeping up on it. I just saw it. And I'm like, oh. There's probably two to one 
that want to catch the world record muskie. And after, you know, thinking about it more on our topic just now, I'm like, yeah, I would have picked buck and I would still say buck because if you would have kept that fish, you would would have been, (laughs) you you would have been in the same situation as the buck. You would have been dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, true man that that's almost a fish that everyone wants to catch but buck no one musky. really wants to catch it all right everybody go around the table right now buck or musky just go andy buck Todd. musky musky me musky i'm not gonna die over a fish <laughs> <laughs> that's bad for muddy creek fishing guides yeah <laughs> I mean, it, it would be it would be bad for musky. It would be bad to the musky fishermen because essentially you'd be thunderstruck. And if if you shoot a big giant buck, guess what? You got a big giant buck. Mm-hmm. People are going to hate you. But Muddy Creek fishing guides would attract for different, different different reasons. Yeah, they would attract clientele that would be less experienced in fishing because you guys were the ones that caught the world record luckily yeah. luckily that's not going to happen on chautauqua no Lake. no it's going to happen, happen tomorrow in pennsylvania i just look at it as you know you you can grow a gigantic buck that's, that's the first thing to think about like world record buck what's the world record buck uh i i would want to shoot a know, typical but I, but I but i can look at i can look at some of that stuff where they're farm raised 600 inch white tails yes yeah so is that a world record or not i don't think you can do that with a muskie yeah that's that's why the buck thing the deer thing has gotten out of control i I think i think you could and 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 here's the reason why it won't happen there's not the money driving it yeah because you know at this point it's essentially like World world champion, you know, purebred dogs, you know, horses. Yes. They will get a it's lineage. Do you think you could take it's a couple of hundred acre lake and like grow a gigantic muskie? Well, no, you would have like to. You you'd have to tank it. You'd have to tank it. You, you'd have to but, know that this is Billy Bob. Billy yeah, Bob this, came yeah. from John and Sue. Sue yeah. was a fifty three. Billy Bob was a. Which 50- is what they do with the deer. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I mean, it comes down to water and land at that point too. You know, water's so unknown, and land is pretty much known. Well, I mean, yeah, those deer are not leaving the pens. They they know that. No, this is you know freak show over here, and this is yeah. You know, I saw one on Facebook the other day. It was an absolute looked like a moose. Yeah, I wouldn't even want to. Sh- I wouldn't even shot, want to shoot something with a like hand that. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't even want to shoot something like that. That that looked like you know those non-typical deer are real cool looking, but man, I want something that looks something natural. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, something yeah. tip. Some, you know, a mainframe twelve or fourteen, not something that looks like it. Literally looks like a moose. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it looks like a thorn yeah. bush on their head. Yeah. You know, but I mean, yeah, I, I think you could do I it. I guess they probably could. You, get a, you and probably I, could I, grow a giant musky. You could. You know, how, what how happens? Many, you get giant, like five dorsal fins, um, <laughs> tail, and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> but, well, they they kind of did it with the trout. Remember, maybe this might be fifteen years ago. 
They were, yeah, they were catching those giant rainbow trout. Yeah, I mean, and, and they were just yeah. they were they were they, it was genetic genetic freaks. What they call them, like a tri triploid triploid mm-hmm. something like that. I, I'm mispronouncing. People it. People played with the genetics. And, yeah. and and the, like the pond that it was in, they it like flooded and it went into the river and the and these. Mm-hmm. I, I loved reading that article. I read it several times, but this is many years ago. That they knew that that happened and they were just grinding on these spots until they started popping these world records. Mm-hmm. And they were like trout that looked like muskies, like thirty-four pound rainbows or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's probably not even true, but I just they were mm-hmm. they were like fat rolls. They didn't really resemble the species that you mm-hmm. would think of. Yeah, um, I think it could be done, but there's no money driving it because what's yeah. what's going to yeah. sell more magazines? A big giant buck. Or a big muskie on the cover. A big muskie to me, but but I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. it's but, 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 no, yeah, you're I right. mean, the, the money the, the money is driving in the hunting, no doubt. Mm-hmm. There is money behind hunting. That's why there is high fence areas. There's well, not high lake areas. Hey, how about I mean, this? this? Is all just, how about private lakes? What happens if you had a private lake? Let's just say a thousand acres. And all you did was intensely manage muskies. And all you did was put the fattest, slimiest, feastiest food those muskies would like. And you could time it to where you stop stocking their food midsummer to where in the fall those fish were like, where are our food? And they're just going to smash anything. You could probably clean house. I just don't think you could do it. If you completely that's in, control, that's you, interesting. I mean, I mean, is it's it, interesting. I mean, you know, people, 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 people do do that in trout. Yeah, and people do it on bass ponds too. But if, if you were contr- like, let's say you dug the pond, and mm-hmm. there was only two kinds of fish in there: muskies and whatever the the feed that you put in there. And let's just shad. say shad. So you you. Yeah. you but maybe you have the shad to where they can't reproduce, and, uh-huh. and, and you're just you're feeding them as necessary, and you you realize that through some you know studying of your trap nets that you have out there that they hit a critical you know critical population density after two months of not stocking. My mind's blown. Yeah. So what did I just come up with the new multi-billion-dollar industry just now? My mind's blown. But if I mean because it's it could be all quantified that all that data can be because if mm-hmm. you're controlling all this, so now now you're figuring all this stuff out, and now you're doing selective harvest to some you know some fish. I mean, I would imagine I would imagine people would be like, absolutely not. I'm a real man. You know they. Just how it is with like bogan nets and stuff like that. Mm. They'd be like, absolutely not. And then you'd be like, yeah, you'd get some people in there with some top dollars and be like, yeah, I want to catch a really big fish. I'll do that. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing. The deer hunting all the time. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, oh except God, yeah. except you, you know, can see the deer because they're oh, on land. Joe Blow is a freaking shooting a 600 inch. Moose whitetail thing. No, yeah, you know. Interesting. It's never been done. I doubt that it could su- sustain. I think that you the could thing get is that, that's the thing. That there's nobody musky fishing. Mm-hmm. No, no one's musky fishing. Nobody is musky fishing. It is salmon, 
and friggin' Alaskan salmon. It's out west, friggin' fly fishing for cutthroats and all that. It's BS opening that day of trout in April. All the guys yeah. come out no with their waders fishing. and their yellow ropes to go sling no. some pellet heads. And yeah, yeah, we're in. We're we're into such a small. I mean, we go to these shows. We spend all these money to go to these shows, and we spend. Uh, you know, we generate all the business that we can through Muddy Creek, and you know, selling baits through Fat Az. But it comes down to just like you're saying. There's more people going trout fishing the first day in Pennsylvania that are musky fishing in this whole entire country. No doubt. Oh my gosh! No, that, like, oh my god! No doubt. If, if, if we were to just way think, more. think about, they're think buying about they're buying a license to go catch a couple pellet heads. Mm-hmm. Yes, then they're fishing in old country. I mean, we're we are small beans in this comp, in this in this industry, but I mean, we know everybody. Yeah. Other than the you know some of this younger crowd that's come in, I don't know who all these people are, but uh, the, the, mean, the, the, there's the a core makers. group that all know each other. Yes, yeah. you know the bait makers, you know the people that are running the shows, you know everybody. You know, yeah. I've known, I've, we've known them for years. And that industry is spreading a little bit. There's more and more people musky fishing now, but it's still... Let, let's put more, it in perspective. More we, people. We've been really pounding, like, it, the comparison it'll between... Never, it'll, never, it'll never be that, because you still can't go out and catch a pile of them. No. Yeah, because if right. it was easy, the Girl Scouts would do it. Yeah, you can't you can't go out and and just crush them every day. It's not opening day of trout every year. Yeah, yep. I I want to kind of just put this one in perspective. You know, we've compared a lot of whitetail deer hunting with muskies as of late. How many musky fishermen do you think are out there? Ten, fifteen thousand. I think there's more than that. Well, well, what do you think, Vance? In in North America, that, that, that consider themselves musky fishermen. Just throw a number; it doesn't have to be accurate. Forty, fifty. You think fifty thousand? Fifty thousand spanning into Canada and the United States. I would, oh, man, that's a lot. Still, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, let, I would say twenty-five to fifty. That's a bit really long range. Okay, the let's people just that just do <laughs> muskies. Okay, well, just do muskies. Okay, let's just say Vance's guess is thirty thousand. I mm-hmm. think that there's like five hundred thousand white-tailed deer hunters in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Five hundred thousand yeah. versus thirty thousand mm-hmm. all of North Period. America. Period. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you throw in Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, New York. I mean, there's millions upon millions. Of people mm-hmm. trying to shoot a brown animal, that's that's muskies are just a fart in the wind. Yes. Yep. And we're, we're in the wrong we're in the wrong business. No, we're we're where we need to be. <laughs> that's why there's fifteen million TV shows about deer hunting. Yeah. I know, and there's freaking like one in every five seasons on the fishing show about muskies. Yeah. Most of them are, most of them are jokes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke. So, you guys want to stop this one? We're closing on two hours. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. 
All right. I think we we drove our point home. So, all right. Big thanks to uh, the Muskie Max coming early March, 10th and 11th. Uh, we'll be there. Come see us. It's going to be at a new venue. We'll have more specific details as it approaches. We're still four months, three, three four months out. So, um, Fat AZ Muskie. Muddy Creek Fishing Guide, St. Croix Rods, and thanks for listening, and if you're going fishing, good luck and be safe.